You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since it was a crime to not rewind. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, shut up. Shut up. We get to review the, the Princess Diaries. But before that, J.B., how are you and the family doing? Yeah, pretty good. Doing our thing? But enough about me, Eddie. But enough about me. We've got <laughs> Disney Plus Day. That's today on the air. When, when this is airing, there's going to be a ton of things dropping all over the place. Eddie, you want to give us like a preview of some some of the things that are that are happening? Or do you want me to go off my Google I mean, list here? So, I mean, first things first, let's just say uh, I, I love how everybody has to create their own day, like their own little hype day. Um, Amazon, I can't believe you did that to us. Prime Day, all, you know. Now, now everybody's gotta gotta have their thing. I will say one of the coolest perks is if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, you can get into any Disney park thirty minutes early on this day. Oh, that if, day! If you, if you have a park ticket, you know, and if you you know <clears throat> if you're going. You can get in 30 minutes early if you show your like your login page, like your home hmm. your home page of Disney Plus. To me, okay, there you go. That's cool. Like I want a, a real perk. world perk benefit. Um, and then like the past few Disney Plus days, like if you go into one of those parks, um, they have like a Disney Plus hat or whatever that is obviously like a super cheap mass produced hat that. You could mow your grass while wearing, <laughs> but that's about all you would really do with it. But there's this year, there's a lot of things coming out. Uh, what's interesting is this year they've moved it forward. The past two years, Disney Plus Day has been on the day Disney Plus actually launched and premiered in November. Now it's moved up to today as of the drop of this podcast, September 8th, 2022. Do you have the list? Rattle it off. What all is coming out? So this is obviously something I quickly grabbed before we started because we didn't plan this very well. Uh, but uh, one movie that's coming, uh, dropping to Disney Plus is Thor Love and Thunder. That's coming That's coming out. That's obviously already been in theaters. We've already talked about that movie. But brand new film, the live action remake of Pinocchio. That's coming, that's coming out uh, today. That is Robert Zemeckis. Wow. Starring Tom Hanks. Joseph Gordon Lovett's in there. Like this could have this could have gone on its own. This could have yeah. He's Jiminy Cricket. It, there's Isn't no real, perfect, but there's zero buzz for this. I haven't heard anybody talking Which, or preparing for this it. Is true. What they do wrong, I, Eddie? I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know, but I I there's never been anything with Tom Hanks that I don't enjoy, and I think I could say the same of Joseph Gordon Lovett. Like everything he's done, I'm like. I enjoy that. It might not be like my favorite thing ever, but I'm like, okay, that was good. We just watched Elvis the other night. <sighs> Have you seen it? Did you like it? Oh yeah, we saw it in theaters. I, I I grew I grew up 
listening to Elvis all the time. Oh, okay. My my mom was, yeah, with the oldie station and everything, we listened to a lot of Elvis and watched all of his movies. I can't remember if my wife called it an acid trip or something to that effect of just like insanity that this movie was. Well, it's Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. So Moulin Rouge, Australia. It was in that vein for sure. For sure. Um, But it was, it was gnarly, but I didn't know most of that story. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff in it, but yeah, it was our last couple of things that we watched together. uh, One of which being Woodstock 99. And then that it's been like on another planet (laughs) for us of just like, yeah, what have we been watching? I feel like, yeah, this is crazy. So yeah, Pinocchio is coming out. Another uh, one that I'm super excited about is Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return. So this is the documentary making of uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I'm hoping we get like some early like round table, maybe trying to convince people to come on board. I don't know what we're going to get, but I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, we also have uh, my, my son's going to be so excited about this one, which is Cars on the Road, little mini series. Some new cars, cars stuff. Eddie, are you guys going to wear it out? Oh, we'll wear that out. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's probably one of my favorite things I'm most looking forward to in this whole drop. We also got uh, another Marvel Marvel Studios assembled. So another making of a shorter piece that they do for all of the Marvel series. So we got making of Thor Love and Thunder, same time Thor Love and Thunder comes out. We got the sing-along versions of Frozen and Frozen 2. What was one that they did? Coco, was that one that they did? Or there was one that they did recently that they just brought around? No, they've they've done uh, like Encanto is out now. That's Beauty Encanto, and the Beast, that's the one, yep. Uh, Little Mermaid, like they, they've been doing a lot of these. Yeah. I was actually surprised they hadn't already come out with the Frozen and Frozen 2. I feel like it, figured that would have been like at the top of the list, like ready to go. So, yeah, we'll get to this with uh, D23 here in a second. But hold on to why Frozen may be coming out this week. Ooh, okay. You've got you. There's something called remembering. I don't know what any of that is, but do you know anything about remembering? Say that again. Remembering. The way you said it at first, remembering? Remembering? Am I remembering? I don't remember hearing about whatever this thing is. But that's coming out. Uh, the where do this is the 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 quick clip that I'm seeing here from Disney. Where do ideas come from, and where do they go when they're forgotten? These central questions are brought to life in remembering an original short film by Emmy-winning director Elijah Allen Blitz, starring Academy Award winner Brie Larson. Okay, well there you go, and with. First of its kind companion augmented reality app, where the AR experience is triggered by the film's moving image. Select Disney Plus subscribers in the U.S. can interact with the story by scanning the TV to extend the world of imagination into their living room. Okay. Well, that's So you'll have to let us know how that is. I will will try to remember to do that next week on, on on the show. So... Only you people breathing the free air of the United States can. Sorry, Eddie. Joking. Sorry. We got a Simpsons short called Welcome to the Club. We got some, uh, looks like some highlight reels from Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. I know you're queuing that up as we speak, Eddie. I think they're, I think, 
I think they're getting ready, you know, because Dancing with the Stars is no longer on ABC. It's going to premiere live weekly on Disney Plus. Oh. So I think they're, yeah, starting this fall. So I think they're starting live television for for Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. We got got a little something here for you, Eddie. I'm going to try to pronounce this. This is Tierra Incognita. Very good. The house that's incognita, maybe. Tierra. I don't know what any of this means. Can you, can Tierra you? is Earth. 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 I knew it was something. I was thinking Earth, Tierra but I said incognita. house and it was wrong. That's that's already out here, so I don't know Oh, why Tierra they're, Incognita? Uh, they're pushing it. Yeah, it's okay. on ours already. And two other ones I've never heard of before. Growing up and Epic Adventures with Bertie Gregory. So a lot of random stuff for this time. A couple brand new things in Pinocchio. Obi-Wan that I'm super excited about. Cars on the road. My son's going to be so what excited What are you turning for. on first? What are you turning on first? Um, either Obi-Wan or Pinocchio probably. Those are probably <laughs> going to be our, our go-tos. Um, can't imagine anything. Oh no, my bad. My wife might grab Frozen Sing Along. She might, she might throw there that up there first. So your heart up there. I so think Cars on the Road might be our first. I think Cars on the Road might be the first one up for us. I can see, I can see Lewis right up there on the screen, like ready to go, ready to fire it up. Let's go, Dada. Let's do it. Yeah, he's got, he's got like a little rug that is like Radiator Springs, and he's got all of his oh, little Cars yeah. characters. And so we'll we'll turn on the music, and he'll like reenact the whole film on his little rug and stuff. So yeah. We need we need some more cars content to help fuel that a bit. But Eddie, you got some big stuff to prepare us for D twenty three this weekend. Got some big news hopefully next week. This so this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the D twenty three convention. That is the official Disney fan club for all those who want to drop that type of money for saying that you're a part of a Disney fan club. Hopefully, our sponsors will send us next time. Uh, report on the ground so this is usually where they drop big news from all across the company um you know from the cruise line to the studios but every studio is gonna tease announce something we usually get some trailers that'll be really exciting but typically this is also when the um the announcements for the parks get dropped and Everybody's saying like this is Chapex moment because everything Iger set up has run its course. It's done. It's out. So now like this is our first time to really see like, is he going to invest in the parks? Is he going, you know, what what is he going to do? Um, so it's either going to be like booing him off the stage or cheers. Yay, we're we're getting huge stuff. Stuff out of Disneyland. That is being rumored. There is rumors that the uh, the treehouse, which has been like under refurb for two years, yeah. is actually going to get rethemed to uh, Antonio and Encanto. Hmm. Remember, Antonio yeah. pretty much has a big treehouse in his room Ooh. and all the animals. So that's one rumor out there. Another big rumor for all the OG Disneylanders that. Uh, possibly the people mover in Tomorrowland is coming back. Whoa. That's big news. Yes. Big news. Big news. Then the other rumor that keeps like maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not, is 
a frozen expansion to Fantasyland. That makes sense. Is there Des- any current frozen dedicated thing other there- than meeting the frozen characters? In Epcot, in Epcot, in Disney World, there is a ride. It's a very small presence, but there is a ride. But all of the foreign parks are working on their versions of a full-blown frozen land. Paris, um, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. So it would make sense that one of the two domestic parks has got to have a bigger frozen presence. I don't think it would be Disney World because they've already got a little something going on there at Epcot. Makes sense. There's a little bit of pocket of land there and Fantasyland that could fit something. That's where everybody just don't know to what scale. So those were kind of the cool Mm. Disney World. Nobody knows. There's a million different rumors floating around. Um, Pretty much what they're saying is that if Disney wants to keep up with Universal, which is about to open its fourth theme park in Orlando. In three, four years, I think it is. 2025? Mario World? Yeah. Mario World. Another World. uh, How to to Train Your Dragon. Classic Monsters. A new Harry Potter section. So that's going to be three Harry Potters. What is the new Harry Potter section going to be? The the rumor is the Ministry of Magic. (gasps) Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. And I say rumor because for a little while there... They were teasing that it was going to be somehow based off of Fantastic Beasts and hmm. be the, mm. uh, yeah, not, not and not I that. and they're just the those films are just not getting the traction no, not to really hold hold the theme park land, and I and I say that as like a big Harry Potter fan. You big know what Harry we need. Potter you fan. know what we need at least. Some I literally presents. have Harry sitting here that you gave me for being in your wedding. Yes, I still he sits right here. Eddie, you know um, what we need? We need uh, the Weasley's house. I want to go to the Weasley's house. You can go to their shop in, in Diagon Alley. But yes, that would be a really good one. No, I want, I want the so house. What they're, like the house they're living in. <laughs> I want the house. I want. So what the, they're saying is uh, they, all of the great people of the internet, if Disney wants to stay competitive, they pretty much need to add one or two big things to all four theme parks in Orlando. Hmm. Big stuff. So I think we will hear announced. I don't think the treehouse will be the only Encanto thing. I think we're going to get a full scale Encanto project. And I think it's going to come to somewhere in Disney world. Okay. That's what I'm holding on to. I, I really want, a big scale Encanto thing going into Disney World. This time next week, we will know more, and we'll be able to. We may have to. I think. I think next week's episode, we may not review our film on the list. We may just do a big review of D twenty three. It all depends, though, on if if they announce a big stuff or is this just like a wah wah? Because it really could be. It's a coin toss. I have a feeling that we can probably just slide in a little bit, a two minutes on next week's episode, and then keep on going. I, I feel like we could. Just, I don't even just to keep the. Train I don't even going, know what the next one is. We'll we'll preview it that on the way. On oh the way yes, out. yes, I see it. I yes, don't think we yes, need to right. wait to give it a full yeah. episode, but. You'll see. You also had something about Halloween at Disneyland. Do tell me more. Halloween's yeah. on our mind because we just got our own 
first decor out for Halloween now. I know that I've been making fun of all the people drinking their pumpkin spice lattes, but now we have, our family has now entered into the Halloween festivities with our own Sanderson sisters globe thing glowing on our garage right now. So I, I, we love fall Halloween. I even asked Lewis today, like, what is your favorite holiday? And he said, Halloween. Um, We have already watched, we have already watched the Mickey Mouse Halloween story. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, so good. We've decorated the whole house and all of our fall decorations. We're a little more of like fall decorators and not Halloween. Um, That's a but um, the first Oogie Boogie Bash happened at Disney's California Adventure. And one of the cool things that they do is like they go all out on the characters. And we'll just start with the one that I texted you guys right before we hopped on to record. Did you watch the video? I didn't watch. I just saw that it was Sanderson Sisters. So no, to pull it up. Watch it. No, so you've got to watch it. It's not, this is a live. It's not. It's not just the Sanderson Sisters. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up while we're sitting here. This is great podcasting content right here. So here we go. You gotta find, find the text message first. But here we go. Look at look who's coming to Oogie Boogie Bash, and I see some Sanderson sisters in the thumbnail. But we'll see here in a second. Oh, it's Minnie and Mickey or Minnie. It's Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle dressed up as the Sanderson sisters. I like that. This is the greatest ever. I love I love uh just how much fun they have with with uh with Halloween out there. Like, come on, who who had the idea of having the three of them dress up as Sanderson sisters? That's great. But they also at the party, they will pull out like some deep cut villains will appear. Oh. Like Sid. Sid from Ooh, Toy Story makes an appearance. That's a good deep cut. Isn't it a good one? They also this year are premiering um, Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco, mm. which very, very excited. I want to see. And then um, I don't know if I would call him a villain, but he's there at this one. But Bruno from Encanto is you can meet him. You can be a part of that. And that and that's just he's like not one so much of villain as he is. He just he fits the vibe. Sure. He fits the vibe. But like in years past, like last year, they had Agatha mm. from WandaVision. Um, they, just do, they just do such a good job of pulling out, you know, villain, villain-esque type characters and everything like that. So if you haven't been on Twitter, scrolling around, look at all the stuff coming out of the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disney's California Adventure and just the fun, cool things that they're doing with characters. It just seems like this is the Halloween party for true fun Disney fans. You know, they they're doing it right for the fans. Eddie, this isn't helping the fact that we are trying to pace Not ourselves because we won't be going to Disneyland anytime soon. So this isn't gonna help us like keep that under wrap keep that keep that together. Unless you're trying to get us to go to Disneyland sooner. I gotta I gotta live vicariously through you. So we gotta go. You know what? Maybe we just put off all of our other things we're saving for and just just go after all. It has been almost a year now since we've been so it's about time. You know, it's time for it's time for us to not keep Spain and Portugal waiting any longer. 
it is time for us to review the movie that so many people in my life has have been so excited for. They're the, when I told them that we were going to be reviewing this film, they were like, oh, "Tell me when the episode drops so I can know all about it." And the movie that we are talking about is The Princess Diaries. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. Here's the IMDb description for The Princess Diaries is this. Mia Thermopolis has just found out that she is the heir apparent to the throne of Genovia. With her friends Lily and Michael Moskowitz in tow, she tries to navigate through the rest of her 16th year. I feel like they didn't quite land the plane on the end of that. Could have done a little bit better job. 16th year doesn't quite work it for him, but the rest of that kind of felt like a tabloid head headline, which is great for this, because that's what this was. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's very odd that they mention her friends, Lily and Michael Moskowitz. Okay. We had to get the last name in there, too. Couldn't just do yeah, Lily yeah, and Michael. Yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, but we Ed- had to, all, yeah, point out that she was also, you know, 16 when all this went down. Eddie, I got some notes from my wife before we went on, on here, because she was... As- on As cloud nine so excited that we were going to do this this was like probably one of her favorite films especially from her childhood um it hit a chord and at like i mentioned before i told several of a few of my team members at work about about this and because i thought they'd be interested thought hey maybe this is it uh maddie shout out to maddie and eleni and michaela three of the ladies that i work with quite a bit and each one of them are like this is literally one of my favorite movies of all time it's so incredible. And when we had to miss last week due to unforeseen circumstances, they were all very upset. They were like, oh, they were ready for this. So we're finally here. We're finally doing it. But from my wife, the couple of the things that she wanted to make sure that we said right up at the top one, Julie Andrews is the greatest thing to happen to the screen. I know you've got thoughts. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I th- as I hold, I hold my heart as I say that. You can't see this, but I hold my heart. Um, I think I said when we teased the episode two weeks ago um, that one of my greatest film crushes was in this movie. You assumed incorrectly, and that so I was talking was about the, Anne, that you were talking about Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. No, no, I'm speaking of Dame Julie Andrews. <laughs> arguably one of the greatest actresses to ever ever grace the screen what's her what's her best performance rank rank your favorite julie andrews performance <laughs> right i mean here, right now i know you weren't oh, ready for this we watch mary poppins almost on repeat okay. like non-stop mary mary poppins the soundtrack plays in our house, no lie, no lie, every day. I wouldn't expect anything from more from you, Eddie. Anything, anything less would have been, <laughs> would have been a crime. I, I, I was waiting for you to say Sound of Music. I love Sound of Music. And you know what? I was amazed. We watched it with the kids. Man, it was a while ago. It was maybe almost a year ago. It was last Christmas, actually. It was last Christmas. Our kids were riveted. And at that time, they were like three and one. But they were glued. It's such a good. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. But she's got also some other great ones. Deep cuts. 
My favorite moment from this movie with, with Julie Andrews, which by the way, she was perfectly casted for this. I would believe that she was a princess, a, a queen easily. Even if, even if I, you never told me that she was never. Well, and, and what's so amazing about her is that this could easily become a caricature of a queen, you know, like it could have easily been overdone. Does that make sense? And like, there's a, and it's Gary Marshall. So he's kind of got a a little bit of a cheesy flair to it every once in a while. Pretty woman, never been kissed, a league of their own, a very stellar career. Stellar career. And what I like about Gary is he like he gets up to that line. I wouldn't say that it's cheesy. Uh, I, I misspoke there. It was like it, it gets like right up to the line where like if anybody else was doing this, it could come across as that. And especially with Julie Andrews, a queen of a fictitious, you know, small nation like you could easily. Um, we actually started watching Prince's Diaries 2 right after this. <laughs> Which and is coming there, up. It's coming down. down. It's coming up. And there it, it does start to hop over that just a little Chris bit. Chris Pine didn't, didn't, Ju- didn't, he took it too far. Julie Andrews is just impeccable in this whole film. Yes. I don't have, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have a, a comeback for that. I was hoping for a witty comeback, but I don't have anything because she was one, she was part of the reason why this film was so great. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Like that role could have easily been overdone. Like I am overdoing my love for Julie Andrews right now. That role could have easily been overdone. You've jumped the shark a little bit, but this movie did not. And her performance did not. Yeah. The other half of the reason why this movie was so good is because of Anne Hathaway and what she did in this. Not only her hairstylist, who did an amazing job with making her look like the frumpiest possible version of herself. With that hair, with the strings, it was strung out. But every time that she was like being awkward, I believed it. I was like, "This is yeah. how people really yeah. were in that in that time and in that in that in the times that we grew up, like like riding the scooters and and the, just something about her hair. I don't know what it was, but like I know that that was the biggest transformation she had when they had the whole transformation scene, the make the makeover scene." But even as she's like, uh, some of her lines like, um, I have I have made it my life's goal to be invisible, and I'm really good at it. <laughs> like lines like that. She's like, I'm going up to the royal bedchamber. <laughs> like, she I was love, just so. I can't endearing. be a princess. I can't be a princess. I'm still waiting for normal body parts to arrive. <laughs> like what? <laughs> You know, most kids hope for a car for their 16th birthday, not a country. I'm not enough. If no. I'm not enough of a freak already, let's add a tiara. And she's wearing the retainer while she, let's add a and tiara. The retainer. <laughs> the retainer that she's wearing. Does a tiara. Like, like the way she pronounces it. Oh my goodness. You're so right. You're so right. Like I, I what really stuck out to me is rewatching this was how subtle she transitions the character. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not just at the moment of the physical transformation of like, okay, she's got straight hair and everything, some makeup on. No, like there's just these like little steps here. And then even like after she has the physical transformation, she lets some of that kind of like nerdiness still kind of sneak out here and there on that. Like it just makes it so believable, but still being a true transformation. The transformation, let's talk about Paolo a little bit. 
Like, yeah, iconic character from this. Um, I also call that out as the makeover scene in general. It's her most memorable moment thinking about this film. But when he goes, we could we take this and this and we give you a princess like that whole moment with the with the reveal. It's very stunning. Um, but I love when he's like, pa- Paolo hates money. He spits on money. There is no money. Well, there is some money. <laughs> Where it's like, I had to tell the world because of what I did. It was a masterpiece. I love the moment when he's confessing that to Julie Andrews and he keeps step forwarding a little bit and Joe like will hold him, pull him back and he goes, grazie, prego. And then, you know, Joe always goes, prego. And then they do it like two or three times there. It's like, grazie, prego. But he's like physically restraining him. There's just, yeah, these little bits there and there that are so, so good. I love where he breaks her glasses and she's like, oh, you broke my glasses. You broke my brush. You broke my brush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Should we talk about some of these side characters, a.k.a. Mandy Moore? Yes. What a. Yes. As Lana, Anna and Fontana, this this truly despicable group of teenagers or maybe exactly like the like many teenagers that are out there uh i feel like this is this movie and was exactly why she did a walk to remember to change the narrative of for her acting career because she didn't want to get typecasted as the mean girl like she was in this um i feel like this this movie is the reason she film it is her next film. Oh, that's got, then then yeah. that we've we figured it out. That's for sure what it is. Are we going to do Walk to Remember? Is that part of this or no? No, not no. okay. Well, you know what? I'm just going to save that soundtrack for another day because I do love I do love I do love that soundtrack. <laughs> uh, but Mandy Moore puts on a decent performance in this as uh, mm-hmm. a mean girl. Does a good job of making people feel ashamed of themselves and trying to kiss up to get uh to get some of the notoriety. So pleasantly surprised with her with her work in this. I really, I mentioned him a little before, Joe. I like Hector Elizondo. I think he is great as the security car, uh, security guard, head of security or whatever, slash love interest for Queen Clarice. Yeah. Um, he's just got a f- fun little moments here and there that I think just uh, ground the story. It has a way of helping just kind of fill it out a little bit more. Oh, I forgot a Julie Andrews thing. Can I can we go back to Julie Andrews? Are you gonna be okay if we talk one more thing about Julie Andrews? I guess so. You guess so? The thing I forgot to say was my favorite Julie Andrews moment from this from this movie is when she's teaching her how to walk and then she does the shoe. We don't slump and she walks like a little like an ogre. <laughs> and it's so funny watching someone so put together and proper and like put together i can't think of another word for it but like when she's like hunched over and like 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 an ogre walking back and forth across the screen sorry i had to i had to say it It was on here and i was gonna die if i didn't if i didn't say it but sorry i know you were talking about other people that are more important so no no we're just going through our little bit characters and we have to arrive at eric von deaton who plays josh in this um for those decom fans out there, he's in a lot of decom movies. I think his most famous one was, uh, or show from Disney Channel was so weird. But do you know what Eric Von Deaton is probably most famous for? No, what? He voices a Pixar character. Who? 
One we just mentioned earlier. I've already forgotten about what we've said earlier, Eddie, because we already jumped on this movie. Sid. He is the voice of Sid. He's the voice of Sid? In Toy Story. Ooh, interesting. He's the voice of Sid. Maybe that's why you, you just innately yeah. want to hate him so much in this. <laughs> he also uh, voiced Aaron Lawson in Recess. So there's another tie-in to Recess for you. Um, but yeah, he was in a, a lot of different stuff. Um, so he plays the perfect, like early two thousands preppy boy that all the girls are in love with that. That is, you know, really an awful person, really an awful person. Yep. The, another character that I I like this in is, and she's not in very much of it, but Sandra O as the vice principal. mm -hmm, That's exactly mm -hmm, who I was about mm -hmm, to say. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, The weed is coming. <laughs> she, she she's a great actress and she's she's in a lot of things and this is such a funny thing that she's barely in a couple a couple of the scenes. Well, this is this is before you know she's in Grey's Anatomy, so of course you know she wasn't a household name. So it's fun to go back and see somebody like her that now has kind of different fame in a bit role like this. You know, uh, Lily Moskovitz, played by Heather Matarazzo, uh, plays a great jealous friend i love her uh her cable and a great just best friend a best friend like like that whole dynamic that they have where the one friend gets what she's always wanted and she doesn't get it she's mad and jealous about it she plays it perfectly um but i love her line she says do you know how hard it is to have a cable show and keep a secret (laughs) (laughs) i'm i love her moment where she's i'm taking your charm off my charm bracelet and it's going in the dirt it's going in the dirt. <laughs> there is so many great lines in this, um, but I have to say, I also love my uh, the PA announcements at the school. <laughs> uh, two favorites, just a shout out here, because uh, nowadays this is really funny, but the PA announcer says, remember, virtual homework may not be submitted for actual credit. <laughs> Well, okay. Times have changed just a little bit, but probably my favorite one is, will the feng shui club please stop rearranging the tables on the lawn? (laughs) So funny. I love it. That's that's awesome. Another petty fight that they had together, which was great. Uh, when she's like, you look ridiculous. You should sue. Just because you're, and then she comes back and has to come back. Just because your hair sucks doesn't mean mine does. And then that leads to the whole lock in charm. And then they somehow make it up, make it back together. I'm like, this is a, just a great fight. This is just a great, real, somewhat realistic fight between high school girls that kind of comes back together and then they're hugging at the end. Like it, it just, it feels so reminiscent of, of that age, that time. Um, that place. Well, the, it's, it's one why, of the reasons it makes it so believable, it, just just believable enough. And why every millennial woman looks back with great fondness of this movie. I mean, I am the the movie nerd, right? Like, I'm the one as Sarah and I sit down and watch a movie together. I'm usually the one like quoting along. This was a surreal experience because for the first time, she's the one quoting along. Like, this was one of her favorite movies ever. And she's quoting it. I'm like, whoa, hold on. That's usually my job in all of this. And it may, I mean, 
This, oh, this just movie has so many great quotes and lines through it all. Uh, we were talking about Joe earlier. I think he has uh, uh, two of my favorite lines. I like when he goes, um, the flags mean I can park anywhere I want. We keep the flags. <laughs> or I have never worn pantyhose, but it sounds very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the one person we haven't talked about yet, I don't think it's going to be too heretical our takes on it, but uh, Michael, the bro- the 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 musician, he doesn't really, uh, he, yeah, it's a giant uh, for me uh, for me as well. He's in this sh- swanky band. Well, I guess is like a real band. I've heard, um, but he's like playing one. He can't. How hard is it to play the piano while there's skittles on the? M&M's. M&M's, M&M's all over all over the keyboard but he was it's so weird though like what what why are, are there M&M's are cre- on someone, the keyboard that's a creative choice and why why would you why would you i don't know just to be different or whatever well and then like she gets him to come to the ball by like sending him a pizza with sorry spelled out in m&ms but it's delivered like Right as she's in the midst of like running away, not wanting to be a part of it. Like, I don't know. They're... Yes, I would say his character, all of that. And I know this is probably when a whole bunch of people will start yelling at us. But I, 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 I don't connect with that at all. I don't get that at all. He kind of was mean to some degree in some of the way that he treated, he treated, um, that he treated Mia throughout, throughout this. Like he was kind, but then he like the moment it was like, oh, Josh is now in the, in the scene. He's like, oh, I'm done. And like he now he's mean, but he doesn't really. She apologizes, but he doesn't. There, I I just was left l- very unsatisfied with his character of being like, oh no, he's the one that she gets through. And I think there's a I think Disney realized it too because I don't think he does not make it to the sequel. <laughs> there's a reason that they bring Chris Pine into the sequel. Right. Um, it's so funny. Uh, oh, I can't. Re- we'll have to when we get to it. But they brush him off so fast in the opening seconds of the <laughs> sequel. Like, never is, mind. Is he actually on. in? He's actually in it for a second, or he? They just like mentioned it. No, no. It's just like what happened to the, Josh? You know, the the second movie opens with her like writing in her diary, and it's so exposition heavy. Like, okay, let's just get everybody caught up. You know. Um, and they just like, oh, and Michael, we're just friends now. And then it moves on something very, very short like that. But I would say that that is one of the weaker parts of the movie. I'm not a big fan of, of his character, but he makes sense. He's very much, uh, an opposite to, to Josh. You know, you've got the two kind of opposing types of guys, I would say. Um, so kind of balances it out there a little bit i don't know but i guess his redeeming quality is that he liked her when she wasn't famous but and he fixes cars that's his that's his like claim like that's why he's such a good guy for them to get together in the end he he fixes cars and he's in a band mysterious he's a mysterious piano player that's what it is that's what it is it's the mystery of it all and that's what that's what my wife said that the reason i caught her eye on eHarmony was because i had a mysterious photo half like shaded and black and white and stuff like that there was it worked it worked it worked it worked worked at least twice in this world for me and for josh but josh it was it was was temporary 
but um so enough about individual characters for me i gotta say probably my favorite thing about this movie is that there are just some really well constructed just beautiful moments like sequences of a movie right um i love like love uh Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway, grandma and and granddaughter going out and doing the carnival games. She's eating the corn dog for the first time. They're getting the pictures like it is both like cute and funny, but also just like so endearing and sentimental all at the same time. Like tug at your heartstrings. I love that sequence. And then if you didn't no. Jump in. My my coworker Maddie said that she specifically asked her parents to go to that carnival area that has the the um the the carnival game with the hand where you got to like do the do the arm wrestle arm, arm, yeah. wrestle, arm wrestle. Thank you, Eddie. You knew I was struggling to to find the right word for that. She said she specifically she she tried to say that it it wasn't the reason that they went to San Francisco, but when they went, she's like, I need to go see this carnival game because it it was in Princess Diaries. Good on you. Good on you. I, I, yes. I I love the moment when she grabs and does the arm wrestling because it is such an amazing juxtaposition of like one of the most elegant women to ever grace this planet. And then she gets out like this, like this, this handkerchief to like clean it off first. And then, you know, she loses and then you see that like fire in her eyes of like, no, I've got to win this and does it again and, and wins and is so excited. Yes, I uh, I get excited remembering it. I get excited watching it. I think it's just an amazing sequence. And if it wasn't already amazing enough, I love at the very end of it when they run into the trolley oh, and she yes. has that whole sequence of like knighting quote unquote these guys the police officer in the oh it's just so so funny and then they show up at the at the at the ceremony yes thank you like thank you gary marshall for just giving us that nod like you didn't you didn't have to explain it you didn't have to have like this weird like you know ceremony moment no you just like yep gave the nod and it just made it even better the sequence that i remember first off every time i think of this film is the her desire to have her foot pop that that's the piece of it that always and then the fact that she's in the shed and it gets caught and it's like it's not quite it's not working and then it pops at the pops in the movie that's one of the that's one of the um iconic moments from this film that i remember and then she's white when she's whining to her mom about it and my foot didn't even pop and my foot didn't pop <laughs> I, the sequence that I love so much that I think shows Anne Hathaway's comedic chops, I mean, just like she is a great comedic actress, is the banquet, like the pre, like state dinner or whatever, where like she's catching things on fire and breaking the glasses and like just like one thing after another that I think any one of us if we were thrown into that situation would have done, you know, one or, or all of those. And just her timing and her, it's her reactions. Like it's just not even what she's saying. It's just how she's reacting in each of those moments 
Um, she's just such a fantastic actress that I think you see played out. There's some obvious comparisons with this movie and the devil wears Prada, right? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway transformation, comedy drama. This has, you know, very similar. You, you, in both of these, you just see how great of an actress she is. Any other sequences? Those were kind of like the two that like popped out to me. I mean, the makeover, we've already talked about the makeover. Yeah. And just Um, a lot of, a lot of montage stuff in there. We got to, we got to do a shout out for anytime we have a good montage. I mean, there's lots of still lots of, um, lots of quotes from this. I kept on writing quote after quote after quote. Um, like, uh, this is a dance. This dance is between a waltz and a tango. It's a wango. Great. And then grandma, I spun without hurting anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I love his, when she tries to call it a wango and he's like, no, 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 it's not. (laughs) Oh, well, have we, have we gushed enough here? I think, I think we have, I think we are, I think we're at the point, the, the hardest part of most weeks, except when they suck really bad. Um, and this is not that movie, but we're going to give it our fruit snack rating out of five fruit snacks. Eddie, what are you going to rate this film? I'm going to give this five gummy worms. Ooh. It's not too, it's not too hard of a decision here. The extra uh, level on, of gummy worms. Side. I think this is uh, honestly, my only critique is the the whole character, Michael. And I don't even think that's, as as strong of a critique i think through and through this movie is a is a is a perfect early 2000s film right like it just encapsulates that that period it's a fantastic story it the the acting is just so 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 good yeah i i and if we if we go back to just a, our basic metric of rewatchability oh yeah yeah you could have this you could have this movie on repeat rewatchable great characters is there a villain in this i guess i guess lana or uh lana and josh kind of are that would you have lana and josh and then you have the baron and baroness but they're not might become they're not the it's more it's more of her desire to not be the next princess is what is kind of the quote unquote villain in this. That would, I would say that's the only piece of it. That's that I wish was stronger was like a great, um, opposing force. And I guess it's just her desire to not want to be the princess. Yes, But if, if you remember back to Mrs. Russ's 11th grade English (laughs) class, go, go, go back with me as as Rose is stuffing, As she's stuffing the Kleenexes in her sleeve, about to explain something to us and waving her hands around so much. She would always say that uh, uh, the antagonist of a story needs to be one of three things. An an opposing person, an opposing outside force. Like all all of the the movies you love that are end of the world disaster movies. movies. Or the third and final and an internal conflict within the protagonist. And I would submit to you that that would be the greater villain of this and why it is a true, fantastic, wonderful transformation 
story. Like, it's not just all the physical stuff. And this is where Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews, because Julie Andrews kind of has this transformation within her of not just being a queen, but discovering being a grandmother. I would say that these two actresses perform that impeccably and give us a wonderful antagonist in that internal struggle. You've convinced me, Eddie. I'm here for your TED Talk. I'm here for it. And I'm here for the five gummy worms. Let's just go for it. Let's, Woo! let's, give, let's give it yeah! the full extra five, five, the extra gummy worm status, not just five fruit snacks. That, that was, that was great. I'm very, I'm, mo- I'm moved, Eddie. But with that, <laughs> it, it, yep. You can't see right now, folks, but he is visibly tearing. I'm, I'm tearing, tearing up. I am, I am about to, about to cry. So we better, we better land this plane because with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please give us a review and make it a five-star one. And share this episode with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com, where you can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, aka our childhood, including next week's, when we might touch for a couple minutes on Max Keeble's big move, as well as all the, hopefully all the D23 revelations that we get um, this week. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember, get off the grass!